Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey everyone, it's Ashley. And it's Anna, and we are coming from two different locations. And usually when, when Ash and I do our podcast together, just me and her, and this is the first time, this is the first time in a long time that it's just gonna be me and you. Mm-hmm. But usually we are together and we chit chat. Yeah. And now because of this whole coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, we are spending more and more time apart, but yet together, which is, you know, yeah. strange. I mean, we talk to each other or text every single every day. day. <laughs> yeah. And so it's funny because when we're in our regular lives, you know, we talk a lot, you know, obviously we're good friends, but I feel like we are connected even more so now than we were before. I and feel like that a lot of ways with, with everyone, like I'm yeah. FaceTiming people now more than I have ever before. And I think this whole crisis has made you think like, man, I just need to like pick up the phone and start calling people. <laughs> like, I know it's <laughs> weird, isn't it? I mean, I feel like in many, I mean, this is a horrible situation, you know, and, and I understand and we're going to talk about this because you and I are going to talk about how, how our lives have, have changed, how our lives have changed, how our, our businesses mm-hmm. have changed and how we've had to change with our business and a little bit change our businesses, like what we do and what we offer. Oh, for sure. And also, also, um, the boundaries with business, because now I, I'm a, a, essentially a single parent right now with three children at home, right? And a husband who is quote unquote, essential employee, even though yeah. I, I think it's BS. He works in construction. <laughs> um, so I've had to drastically cut back my hours and lay some hard boundaries with my clients saying, I'm only available in the afternoons. I can't take calls in the mornings because we're doing virtual school. I'm, I now have four jobs, not just one. I have four. Right. And right. so the first couple of weeks, that was a very difficult transition. And I was extremely stressed, of course, worried about the state of the world, the virus, but then also having clients c- coming to me, everyone's home. So they're all coming to me at all, the, all, all times right. of the day, which is fine. I love them. But um, I also have three little kids under nine years old yeah. that, that need my attention. So, and I'm doing it by myself and it just became too much. So I'm, I'm still dabbling. It's working out better now. And I've kind of let go of getting them on a perfect schedule. And we just create goals. Like their goal today is reading for 30 minutes and doing their chores. That's it. Right. That's their only goal. I don't right. care what else they do. <laughs> and so just being kind to myself in that. Yeah. Respect. I mean, it, we really had to kind of temper our expectations. Oh like my I God. Something, yeah. I saw something today from a friend of mine on Facebook and how, you know, and, and let me just say something. I always respected teachers before and yes. I love you even more now teachers. Uh, in addition to my healthcare, I come from a, a you know, I have a, a, a lot of medical people in my, in my family, my godfather, my uncle, my aunts, you know, my cousins, they're all in the medical field. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've always respected what they did. And, you know, now more than ever, you know, I've always said that 
you know, regular people are everyday heroes. They're, they're not the Avengers, you know, just, just everyday people doing what they were meant to do. Right. And so thank you all healthcare workers for everything. Oh gosh. And yeah. I care of them so much. I mean, exactly. just everyone on the front line and it's, it's the healthcare workers. Yeah. It's not just the healthcare workers. It's, it's not the grocery no. store workers. It's the police officers. It's the pilots. It's the FedEx. Uh, it's the Amazon deliveries, making sure that we have everything we right. need. And when it's like, our only job is to stay home. Like, exactly. like that is simple and I'm grateful. And, right. and it makes me even more grateful for the people that are on the front lines. Now, if we get into people like my husband, who <laughs> is not really like, and he, he stands behind me. Like, I don't think construction of an office building, if you're building a hospital, then you should be on the front line. But if you're building an office building or something that nobody's actually going to be going to because nobody can go anywhere, it's not essential, but that's for another day. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really raw for me right now. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm going to get back to that because I also want to say thank you to teachers. You know, we, you know, we, we, both of us, you and I, our kids are both right now, we're in the DMV. And so we're going through uh, distance learning and it's, we're having a hard time because the, the county, you know, Blackboard is kind of failing us. And there, this is not to finger point. Uh, no, I don't want to do that either because I feel horrible for the administrators. Yeah, I do too. Uh, for the administrators, the teachers, and I see yeah. things on social media, and I think to myself, you know what? Yeah, you are so the people who complain. I, I want to say you are so you know prescient, realizing that this gigantic catastrophe, global catastrophe, was coming upon us, and so wonderful that you had all the answers before this. So I, I, that's not what this is at all. Thank you so much, teachers and, and administrators. And let me just say this. I'm going to put it out here right now. If at holiday time, the Christmas time, whatever, the winter break time, you only get your teachers a $10 Starbucks card, you have learned nothing yeah. about what they <laughs> so really true. go through. I mean, I'm not I even joking. I a wine subscription to, to the wine shop at home, thanks to Anna. <laughs> I, I know. And, you know, the, the thing is, too, is that, I mean, my gosh – I think the Bonefish should give discounts on $50 gift cards for teachers and administrators because I mean, that's what you all deserve. Anywhere for free. They like, I should be able to get shopping. I mean, like there's exactly, so, I don't know how I mean, do it. Do you want me to do your laundry for a year? I mean, yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I was talking to a friend of mine. I was having, I was having a girl's night in last night with two of my besties and you know, I was, it, it, it's it's not and she's drinking Cosmos. Exactly, drinking Cosmos, Ina Garten's Cosmos. Mm -hmm. um, and I was talking, you know, it's it's not even really because we're still working. You know, we are you and I for all that that ha we have anxiety, and we're going to talk about the anxiety that we've had. But we're very lucky. We um, we are not facing right now the monetary hardships that so many people are out in the Midwest. Uh, and I'm from the Midwest, so I get it. I know what it's. I, I know the, the the rural area. I understand the heartland. I understand all you do. And and farmers, it breaks my heart that you guys are having to um, get rid of food because you know you can't get it to your distribution centers. Just breaks my heart. And I'm going to talk about that too. Um, and I understand all of that. So I realize that in many respects, you and I are still very very lucky. You're very lucky. Yeah. Um, I write that in my gratitude journal every day, how grateful I am that Nardi Media is sustaining itself through a crisis right now. Yeah, it, it's, you know, we're, we're really, really lucky about that. Um, so I, you know, I realize that, but it's also just the fact that we're having, you know, if it, 
in a regular school year, we would have somebody else watching after our kids in class, both of our kids. Mm -hmm. And my kids are older than yours. My biggest issue is that they don't get up. You know, right now your issue is that your kids are getting up early and they want you all the time. My kids are like, oh my God, get out of bed. It's one o'clock. Oh my God, what is that like? I I, I mean, it's it's the exact opposite of what you're going through. It's like, get up and do something. And on a regular day, I would have teachers who would be yelling that at the kids. Thank you so much, teachers, for yelling that at my kids. And now it's me. It's like, get out of my house. Just walk the dog. Different phases of of raising children because mine, they're up so early and all I, like basically all day long, I entertain and I break up fights and I feed, I wipe butts. I still do. I mean, like it's, (laughs) yeah. Well, it's very little. A lot of labor, a lot of physical labor, I which mean, is you know, healthy, so I can't complain. Exactly. Scary is only, and I, said, I call her Scary. That's my name for her. But Scary is only four. Yeah. She's right. She's a little baby. She, yeah. yeah. She needs me. She needs, you know, she needs her mama's love right now. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's talking on this parenting thing. I've noticed just developmental changes in the kids, not bad ones, but my seven-year-old, like the first like week or two into this, wet the bed. And I've actually heard of that happening with a bunch of other families. Yeah. And I think it's because, um, kids are sensitive to our anxieties Absolutely. and our stresses. We're definitely better now, but like Scarlett also scary mm-hmm. has been taking, um, three hour naps and she's not a napper anymore. And she'll like yesterday and another time this week, she went upstairs to her bed. She put herself to bed around 1130 noon. She slept for three hours and I didn't wake her up. Cause I was like, she's whatever she's doing. She needs yeah, this. Um, and, and that's kind of the theme that I'm going with. And I'm like, I'm just doing what they need. Yeah. Um, you know, they need me. They need my husband. They need each other. They yeah. need outdoors and that's it. Like they just need love right now. If we well, can, you know, it's interesting. I was um, reading the Washington post had this really great article a few weeks ago about how parents are, are how our kids are really watching us right now I don't know if yeah posted, but they're watching us they're watching how we react mm-hmm. uh, to, to the stress to the anxiety that we're having and the author of this article talked about how her parent her mom and my mom is too my mom is too my mom's in her 80s she was a depression era baby yeah and so my mother is incredibly frugal and i'm telling you before this i would have called her cheap <laughs> right but because yeah. she rarely spent any money like on herself and when she did splurge you know it it was it was a big deal when she did splurge rarely ever did she splurge on herself and as parents we don't always splurge on herself i, I think according to my mom's generation i splurge all the time on myself but oh well, yeah no but yeah um and she's not, she's not wrong. The, the writer of this article was talking about how her mother saved even the twisty ties to bread because they could be used for something later. Yeah. And they yeah, would yeah. save the, the bags to put something here and put something there and things like that. And I realized looking back on my childhood that my mother did the same thing. And I, I didn't ever do that. And now Are you doing it now? Because I am. I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing, it's the craziest thing. Like mm-hmm. when we run out of bread, I'd no longer throw away the bread bag. I keep them. Because my, we're going for more and more walks with my dog. And mm. I'm not buying those little cutesy little, oh, let me go out and buy, get those biodegradable yeah, yeah, bags. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. You're you just, know? yeah, you're, you're getting scrappy. And I think that's what it's teaching us too. And 
I, I found, you know, like before, like with food and leftovers, I would be like, oh, we're not going to eat this. And, you know, I just toss out the food. We are eating all of our leftovers. We are being so frugal with our food and how mm-hmm. we eat it. And we even have started um, like rationing. Like we've like told the kids, we're like, okay, you're only going to have two waffles this morning. We're going to share. We're going to save the rest for tomorrow. Yeah. Like we really just only need to be eating what we need to be eating. Now I'll say this as a result, I've definitely lost five pounds. Because Good for you. My gosh. I don't know how, like I'm so, I'm so jealous of you. Uh, I have um, not I lost think it's weight. also the stress of, of the entire situation, too. Yeah. I mean, it's true. You know, I was talking about the farmers, right, and how I hated to um, to see them have, have to see those stories about how they yeah. had to. That, and so that breaks my heart. But one of the things that I, I, I reverted back, you know, to my to, and, and everybody here does farmer's market, but growing up in the Midwest, you could drive down rural roads and farmers would just have stands. So now in, here in the DMV, we are no longer having open farmer's markets. You know, they've, they've been canceled because you mm-hmm. can't congregate uh, in Virginia. And so I actually found, you're going to think it's so crazy, but this is just me doing hyper research. So I went on the Fairfax County because we live in Fairfax County, Virginia. I went on the Fairfax County website, started looking at the different pictures from the, um, uh, from the farmer's market, and I got the names of vendors, of the products that I wanted from vendors, the meats, the fruits, things like that. And I actually called the farmers. This is so funny. I was wow. laying in bed at 7.45 the other day. And my husband was like, who are you calling at 7.45 in the morning? I said, shh, I'm calling Honeybrook Farms. Shh, I'm calling Honeybrook Farms. And the farmer actually answered me. And I was like, look, I know that you guys come, you do grass-fed, you do organic beef, and you know, you all this different stuff, and di- different meats, and you're the, the type of farm that you're doing. Um, I know you're not doing the farmer's market, but are you taking orders? And he's like, yes, we're going to be up here in the Bur- over in the Burke area, where, between where you and I live, over here, uh, order your stuff online, come on Saturday and pick it up between this and this time. And I did, I did it. I mean, I went, I went directly. Oh my to God. The Wait, farmers. what's the name of the farm for? I didn't, they're going to come in. They're going to bring all their stuff because this is, you know, this is where they have their farmer's market. So they're going to their different farmer's markets and the customers who were the customers there at the farmer's market, they still want to supply to them. The only difference is I'm not going to the farmer's market. I'm going to their individual sites. I'm ordering from there. And then I'm going to drive. I've already paid, prepaid. And then I'm going to drive to the area and they put it in my car and go. Wait, so that's genius. I actually have been doing that with veggies, fruit, and dairy, but I didn't know you could do that for me. And because one, I love supporting our local farms. I've also been, I'm in the process. I'm, as you know, I'm a gardener and um, I'm growing a veggie garden. So I've been taking care of my veggies, but they're not ready yet. So I, I have been using um, a local produce company and farm, but I would love, I, I, I'm so happy to hear that there's actually some meat yeah. um, that's available as well. So we're going to have to talk about that offline. Yeah. Um, because you, talk- see, you see all those, the, the, like the, the port, the Smithfield port processing plant. Yeah. They can't okay. get to. And don't get me wrong, you're going to be paying a higher price because they don't have the mass distribution. They just well, they yeah, of course, and that's but fine. I'm still, I still want to. Keep, I mean, I've always wanted to keep farmers um, employed. They they have such a hard life. They love what they do. But yeah. if this allows them then to bring on some more help, 
you know, I'm willing to pay that. I'm willing to, to, to pay extra for chicken and thighs and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Cause you see a lot of those mass distribution places that are killing chickens cause they don't, there's not enough feed or yeah. they're having to shut down the plants because people are getting sick. And yeah. I want them all to be super, super safe, but I want them, I want to be able to help all of them too. That's and so true. So yeah. I'm, I'm really excited that I found that. And there's so much. I just went to another company and, and you know this one, uh, Keeney. I just got yep. their vegetable. That's what I order from. Yeah. So I just got their veggie fruit mix, the medley yeah. box. Yep. And that's what I got. It's, there's so much. I actually just contacted a friend of mine who is kind of a chef and I said, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go through all of this. I, I buy yeah. it every 10 days. I'm not going to be able to get, to, I don't want it to go to waste. So here, let me just give you a couple of things. Yeah. 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 Um, because I, I, it's important to me to, to, you know, I can't take this stuff to the, to the food bank. That's not where this kind of stuff is. It's fresh produce. They won't take it at the food bank because it'll go rotten and then they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get maggots and stuff in their food bank. Um, but I have, you know, I have no problem if I'm paying for it and I have like three or four extra vegetables I can't use. I'm not going to let it go to waste. Yeah, no, you can't. Absolutely can't. That's so true. Okay. So I also want to talk about our businesses, Anna, because we've had a lot happening going up. Yeah. Um, so I like, let's talk about what has changed for you. And I mean, also, I mean, for, for both of us, because we've done a lot of innovating together mm -hmm. and we've created a lot of really cool things, but I'm just curious, um, for everyone listening, share how your business has changed, um, and how it's evolved in this past, you know, what, or what are we into this now? Six weeks. I, I've lost track. It's been, it's been more than a month, maybe, maybe almost, I think we're, we're at the end of five weeks. We're going to start six weeks soon. Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, so for me, when this whole thing happened, everything for the most part shut down. Yeah. Because everything that I have to do, my crews have to do it. Not, not yeah. everything, but I would say nine, you know, 85, 90% of everything we do is in person. Right? Yeah. It's interviewing yeah. people. It's doing this. It's doing that. It's, you know, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And that had to stop. Yep. So what you and I have done is pool our resources to do these. And, and I think, you know, you and I have the, have the same thought process is that we're playing the long game. You know, we're helping out our people so that when this is all over, they'll, they'll come back to help. I mean, to help us to, to show that we've, help them through this. We're doing our workshops. Yeah. So like, I want to talk about that. So Ann and I decided to launch a workshop. So we were thinking like, how can we help people right now? People obviously need help. How can we use, you know, we're not doctors and nurses or grocery store workers or police officers, but we, we are talented. We, we yeah. have, you know, many, many years of expertise. So Ann and I decided to come up with a a virtual workshop series on media training and yep. video production because here's the thing our lives have gone virtual and it's going to be like this for the foreseeable future at this point where we're at I don't see an end in sight so everyone has to know how to look great on camera sound great on camera feel great on camera nail their message on camera whether they're doing a media interview a zoom call with their colleagues it doesn't matter so we put this workshop together to help people and we were like thinking about the pricing and everything. And we were like, let's just not charge anything. Yeah. And it's, 
and, and it's free. And it's been a great way to one, build our network two be of service in a time of need. And that's really what's the most fulfilling for me. Yes. And I know for you as well, and also do what we love. And you know, we're doing media training. You get to help with scripting and video right. production. And it's just, it's, Awesome. So I mean, yeah. let's be honest, Ash, doing what we love. It's just you and me talking. That's what we love. Oh, I know. We could be doing that all day. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's so fun. And, and it also gives me a reason. Like right now, Ann and I can see each other. You guys can <laughs> Yes. You don't want to be showered. But having our video workshops gives me a reason to shower. It does. And put on makeup and actually feel like a little bit more like a human. I know. Um, it's, it's, and that's a really nice part of it, too. It absolutely is. And, you know, um, I think it, I think it's really, really interesting. I, I, it allows us, because people have more time now to hang out and do this. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and honestly, I, I feel like I'm on a Zoom call 24-7 or, you know, on a Hangout or on a Microsoft Teams, you know, at 24-7. But I think it also allows you and I to show people exactly why what we do is important you know we we talk yeah. about you and i understand this and i talk about this in my in my regular workshops and th these normally these these workshops would cost several several hundred dollars you know mm -hmm. of, of, oh yeah media training can run in thousands thousands of dollars yeah. exactly yeah. so i always say in my workshops that we are becoming a visual population Mm -hmm. You know, we're becoming visual learners. My yep. kids do it, whether it's because of our devices, everybody has now a, a, what they, what they believe is a professional camera. And as you and I always know, just because you can doesn't mean you should, but now people, you know, I think that for a long time, people thought that knowing how to look good on video, knowing how to talk well on video, these were just things that people who had to be in front of the camera had to learn how to do. Yeah. And now we're realizing, you know, that knowing how to look good and sound good and be like an actor, like, like, like an expert and understanding how to verbally tell and illustrate our stories and your message, and yep. our message is so important. And yep. it's been a crash course, I think, for the United States to do that. Yeah. And so, yeah. We're able, you and I are able to, and we have a captive audience, to be able to teach people why what we do is important for them. Yep. It's so true. And I feel like the response has been amazing. People love yeah. it. They're learning uh, yeah. a lot. And we have another one coming. And I just think, Anna, we're going to keep doing this until we feel like Exactly. And that's like the beauty of being a business owner. But for those at home, even if you're not a business owner, this is something that I really wanted to talk about. Like, this is a great time to be creative and innovate, but mm -hmm. also it's okay if you're not, because we're all going through a collective trauma. And if yeah. you're doing like, if you can barely get out of bed and you need to just lay in bed, that's also okay. Yeah. I have found that I've actually gone back to my roots of dance I'm dance. I'm trying to dance every day. I find that when I dance, I get create more creative ideas. As a result, I've come up with so I've been like in this creator mode where for you. I have a couple different series on the Nardi Media website. You and I have launched the new podcast service. I'm finally after several years of hold, like holding back and putting a newsletter together for the first time 
ever. And, and it's because I'm just feeling the creative juices. And, and I, I, I put that into like, it's creativity is very healing for me as I know it is for you. Yeah. So dance is healing for me. Um, but like do what works for you. And like, if, right. if laying in bed works for you, that's cool. Like yesterday I had a, a, you know, and we all have different days going through this trauma. Like there are definite days where I am very depressed about this situation. Yes. When I am, I know, I notice, I know, I know what I need to do. I, I have tools. So like I'll meditate, I'll do very restorative yoga. I'll be kind to myself. Like I sat by my fire all day yesterday. I just didn't feel like doing anything else. And that's all okay. It just is. be kind to yourself. Yeah. And you know, it's really interesting. Um, what I'm going to do and what I, I can do now, and we'll talk about this because what I've been doing for the past three months, well, three weeks, we'll talk about this, but what I've really, what I really want to do now is, well, first of all, what I really should do is finish up my course and get that out there because everybody's doing online courses. Yeah. But what I really want to do right now is learn. Yeah. So I really want to just sit in front of my computer and look at all of these courses and soak in knowledge from other documentarians or uh, I want to see other tips. I want to use this time to better myself mm -hmm. and for my clients. And there are a lot of different ideas out there. And right now, you know, I want to be soaking this in. I love learning. And so I, I mean, I, I could be a professional student. I really could. I would be, I would be so happy in that environment. And right now I've kind of changed my mindset, which is what we talk about with, uh, with Lori a few weeks yeah. ago, get her, her podcast is change my mindset to, okay, you've always wanted to do this. So look at this time that you have. And instead of me always going, 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 which is what I feel like I should do yeah. back and do what you now have the time to do, and that is to learn, which is so strange because my children don't want to learn anything at all, and all I want to do is learn. Yeah, well, and I think that's amazing because when else, like, I've also been thinking, like, when else are we going to just have all of this time? Right. I, I just, exactly. we won't. We're not, we're not going to have all of this time, and I, I'm grateful for that. We're never going to get it back, but I also, like, caution that, it's also a time of, of grieving. Like, I mean, I'm going through the grieving process in the same way of like loss. Like, you know, when you lose someone you love and it, a lot of the feelings that I'm feeling are like when I lost my dad or when I lost my grandparents, but it's the same grief. Like we're, we're grieving our old way of living. Yeah. And that's okay. And, yeah. and, and so like I've learned to, to surrender, like you have, and you, in order to, Joel Olstein, he says, in order to, to grow through it, you have to go through it. So you got to go through these feelings and, and it's, and, and not resist them. That's what I've learned. And so those days where I am feeling down and I'm, I sometimes have days where I lose hope. I just surrender to it and I pray and I met it. And I know, you know, you know, you and I have talked a lot about like, I'm going back to my Catholic roots. I'm saying my St. Francis of Assisi prayers and my, our father. Yeah. It works for me in those moments What going through this that I, I feel like I'm losing hope because th right now we're all feeling like that. There's no end in sight. Everyone I talk to is like, it's, it's, when are we going to get out of this? When are we going to get out of this? We don't know, but here's what I do know. This is a hundred percent for sure. This is temporary. Yeah. And, and I remember when I was going through Lyme disease, 
even though I didn't believe it at the time, I would tell myself, this is temporary, this is temporary, and it took years, but here I am, and I'm better, and I'm great, and I feel, and like, I have a lot of energy, so just, if, for those sitting at home, and you don't see the end in sight, definitely tell yourself every day that this is temporary, and you will look back at this time, and be like, wow, I never felt like I was going to get out of it, but we got out of it, we're going to get, I know we're going to get out of it, it's probably going to take a while, but we're going to get out of it, and that's, yeah, that's, that's, that is, that's it exactly. I, I feel like people are like, oh my God, I can't wait to go back to what, the way it used to be. And I think that all of us have to realize, and, and I, I feel the sooner we accept this, the better off all of us are going to be and the more forward we can go, is that it's never going to go back to what it was. It's never going to be the same. It will not. And yeah. it's just like losing a spouse or a parent. I mean, you and I have both lost parents. Um, and it's hard. I remember what life was like before my dad died. And I know what it's like after. Yeah. It's not better or worse, but it will always be different. And yep. it's, it's what I had to, to live and go through and grow through. Yep. Get to where I am now. Yep. And the reality is that, um, we have become a much more, um, we all walk a lot more right yeah which is nice right yeah all of us everybody and again we live in an area where people go outside all the time anyway we live in a very exercise oriented uh world but even where you know you didn't the exercise you can't go to the gym anymore so we're all of us are going out and we're like taking our walks at whatever time it is and we're all seeing neighbors or we're all seeing people and understand something too people who are listening to this ashley and i are no are, are not at all downplaying the economic hard times that people are having no way that's not get it what, what this is yeah it's it's never gonna we're not gonna be congregating in those huge masses that we used to do yeah long ago the way i say a long time ago two months ago yeah we'll never be 150,000 million people four mm-hmm. days before the Super Bowl again. No, because there's no. our mindsets have changed. Like all of a sudden, like I went to the store the other day and there was a guy who wasn't I go to the store once a week and there was a guy over there who wasn't wearing any gloves and he wasn't wearing any mask and when he came up next to me I ran away. I was like I don't blame you. I would have done the same thing. What are you doing next to me? Maybe I mean more. I would have said something. Back off. <laughs> I, I mean you don't even have res- I mean I'm I'm wearing this because I have respect for the people around me. Yeah. You should have respect for me. I, I always learned, Rene Descartes, you know, your rights end where mine begin. Mine begins six feet away. That's yeah. where mine begin. Your yeah. begins six feet away from me. That's where it is. Yep. So, um, so I'm not, we're not downplaying that, but we, we, we all have to realize that it, we're not going to go back to the way it was. Like, I believe that some of these restaurants who've been able to pivot, like you and I have pivoted our businesses, have been able to adapt and to pivot you're not going to be making the same amount of money that you were, but it's going to be a different type of, 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 of income that you're going to be bringing in or business that you're going to be bringing in. Yeah. All of these restaurants, I'm going to, I'm going to say glory days because that's in between you and I and we go there all the time. You know, I wouldn't ever really think about picking up food from there because I'm just so used to going and hanging out. It's a, it's a bar and grill. Yeah. We love it there. Yeah. But now I'm like, whoo. This Christmas yep. thing is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, so, that's maybe something that you guys, that, that restaurants keep for forever. 
I feel like they will. Mm -hmm. I also, in the same way, like, I think that a lot of things are going to stay changed forever. Um, Like, I think, like, going to kind of our industry and what we do, like, local national TV used to kind of poo-poo on taking guests that weren't in studio. They always preferred in studio guests. Now that's not an option. Now it's now anchors on, on, on national networks are anchoring from their home kitchens. Yeah. There is something that like in, from the media landscape, that's forever going to be changed. It's going to make people question, do I need to be spending all this money on this big newsroom? Do I need like to have the in-studio guests when it's and to fly them out here when it's so much easier? So I think from like a, a monetary standpoint, from a media, that's forever changed. But restaurants, the way people do businesses, the way we pick up food, we're innovating. That's why I think it's such a great time to be innovating right. if you have the motivation to do it. And I, like I said, it's okay if you don't. You do not need to have the motivation to innovate right now. You don't need to. But for people that are feeling those creative juices going like I am, then do it. Te- like throw things against the wall. See what sticks. That's what Ann and I have done with our workshops. Yeah and the new podcast development service and all this other stuff that is in my head that I'm finally dumping out and making it a reality. Um, it's very therapeutic for me. And so if you want to dabble in being a little bit creative and trying new things, now is the time to do it if you only have the motivation to do it. So um, I, was, I was having a uh, virtual lunch earlier this week with um, our friend Alex Sukman, who was with AIS Collaborations. Yeah, she's, we love Alex. Yeah, she's wonderful. So. I was jotting down all these different ideas about blogging and I, I love to write. That's, you know, what I do. Yeah. Um, I love writing part of, you know, even though I do the, the spoken word, this is what I do. I also love to write. That's where I started storytelling, you know, oh, so many decades ago. Um, and I was talking with her and I just had all of this really great ideas. And when you blog, when, when, when you blog for your job, it becomes a job. And so, you know, when you start blogging and, you know, my, the woman who's redoing, who's working on my website right now, Jenny Lee, she's always like, Anna, we can blog for you. But here's the deal is that when you blog for a job, it becomes a job. But right now in talking with her, oh my gosh, I've just found my love of writing again. Yeah. yeah. And I just start writing and, and doing all of these different things that, I used to always love, and now I'm finding my love for it again. My love for learning, my love for writing. You know, um, these are the these are the creative parts of me that are coming out. Not necessarily. I mean, obviously, working with you and, and innovating with you is one thing, but not necessarily. Okay, let's let's reinvent this wheel. I mean, maybe that will come by me being stimulated. All these different things, but yeah. I, I love that. that writing is very therapeutic for both yeah. of us mm-hmm. and, and like and that's the other thing it's like this is a time to um find your coping mechanisms yes and, and see what works for you so let me give you an example when I had Lyme disease I I my therapist like I was very severely depressed you know all this story Anna yeah. anyways the advice that I was given was what are some of the things that you love that make you happy? And I, I said, okay, I listed out a couple of things. She said, write those down, put them somewhere where you can see them every day. So I made my list. It literally said coping mechanisms and I wrote them in beautiful colors and mine will look different from yours. But an example of mine was watching ballets, listening to the nutcracker, um, 
if I was able to move, like doing some yoga, taking a bath, lighting a candle, I mean, I had a whole list of things that I love to do. So when I started feeling like down, scared, anxious, you know, any of these negative emotions, I turned to my list and I would do that something on that list. And yeah. I'm finding that I'm turning to it again right now. So like right after this, Anna, I'm going to go take a dance class and then I'm not probably going to take a bath. Absolutely. Taking yeah. care of yourself. But it's just also just, you know, when we were single and before we had kids and we were all living by ourselves, you know, when we were all in our twenties and I know you got married when you were 29, but, um, these were all things that we would come home on a Tuesday or a Thursday or a Friday or a Saturday night, whatever. And we didn't make plans with our friends and we would <clears throat> just do right. Because yeah. we were just starting our adult life. And this is what made us feel like an adult, right? This yeah. is what all read about, you know, having sitting in a bath, just having that luxury of not having anything to do. And then you get into the whole, um, adult adulting, right? Yep. You get and married. You never have time for yourself. You don't. And then there's a there's a part where it's kind of like, oh my God, you're so selfish for doing that because you know you have all these other people that take care of you, and now people yep. are depending on us for for jobs or to promote them in some way. And that's that's our job. That's what we do. It's what we want to do. But then there's that sense like everything taking care of yourself when it comes to that goes all by the wayside and becomes so selfish and it really isn't yeah we had the great idea when we were in our, our 20s to take care of ourselves and yeah. we didn't really need to take care of ourselves in the 20s in our 20s like that because we didn't have stress like that no you know 10 20 years later we have all this stress and that's exactly what we should be doing is taking care of ourselves yeah and allowing yeah. ourselves to be a little bit on the selfish side when it comes to us and Mm -hmm. I know that's hard because these are anxious times. People are losing their jobs. We mm -hmm. don't know where our rent check, our mortgage is, is going to come from next. And, you know, here's the deal. All of us have to be nicer and kinder to each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. My, my landlord, I called her and I said, look, I, I don't have the, the jobs coming in you know, I, for my offices and she's like, pay me what you can and we'll take care of it afterwards. Amazing. Amazing. People, yeah. You know, it, it, it's not like, you know, she's, it, it's not like my landlord is, you know, uh, Bill Gates, you know, she does, it's not like she's the most, uh, she's the richest person in the world. That's, you know, that, that's not what this is, but she realizes that she has to help people in need to get past this, just like she needs help. Yep. And just like we're helping people too. Yes. Yeah. We all need to be nicer and kinder and we yep. need to realize that people need help. People, people need this. Yes. And, and that's so true. And, and, and gosh, even this Anna has been therapeutic. This conversation has been therapeutic for yeah. me. I hope it's been somewhat therapeutic for our listeners too. We would love to hear from you. Exactly. We'd love to hear what's working for you in this time. We'd love to hear what's not. Um, you know, we're all here for each other. And if there are any topics that you want us, Anna and I, to talk about, we're an open book. So please Absolutely. reach out to us and yeah. tell us, Anna, what's our email? <laughs> uh, I'm looking it up. It, it, it's um, two girls talking podcast at gmail.com. I believe, right? Yeah. 
But also, you know, reach out to us on social media too. I'm at Ashley Bernardi, Anna's Anna, Davalos McDonald, and um, Alejo Media. I'm Nardi Media. We would love to hear from you. How are you doing? How are you coping? What's working? So let us know. And we're here. So we just, um, right here, this is our podcast. It's, it's a, two, yes, it's two girls talking podcast at gmail.com. And I'm looking through our emails right now and we have got tons and tons of emails from people. And it is always, um, one of our, one of our people is always watching this email address. And so we will answer you. We'll get back to you. Call email us. Let us know what's on your mind. We would love to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe, stay well, take care of yourself, and remember to be kind to yourself, too. Yeah, you do. So good talking to you, Ash, as usual. All right, yeah, this was so fun. See you soon, everyone.